Good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome you, each of you to Real Talk, where we come, E3 Ministries Real Talk, where we come together every Sunday evening. And I want to thank you for joining us at a special time this evening at 10.30 p.m. Uh, my name is Reverend Tamika Brown, and I'm excited to be back with you as we continue our discussion on the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life, and we have been talking about 
prayer, prayer. So we are going to begin with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to come into your presence and just lift up your holy and righteous name. We thank you, Lord God, that you desire that each of us learn more about what it means to walk out the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life. Now open our eyes and our ears, Lord God, that we'll be, that we'll be receptive as you speak to each one of us individually and collectively, that we'll take this word and apply it to our lives and share it with somebody else that they'll be able to know what it means to live out the Christian disciplines, the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life as well. We love you, we thank you, we praise you, and we ask you, Holy Spirit, to have your way on this line. Fill the airway, fill every heart, fill every mind, and speak to each one of us individually. We need to hear from you. Have your way, Holy Spirit. We love and we Thank you, and we praise you, Holy Spirit, that you hear our prayers, you answer our prayers, and we thank you for teaching us about this discipline on prayer, and that prayer does change all things. We love you, we thank you in advance for what you are about to do on this line. Have your way, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Our scriptures for this series, the first one comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 26 and 27. And it reads, Therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. And the second scripture is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. But have nothing to do with worldly fables fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, for bodily discipline is, is, is only of little profit. But godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promises for the present life and also for the life to come. And that was First Timothy chapter four, verses seven and eight, and First Corinthians chapter nine, verses twenty-six and twenty-seven. So we have been talking about prayer and talking about intercession and agreement intercession and agreement. And we've been talking about the 10 keys to powerful prayer, and we are on key four, which is um, focus on others, focus on others, which is talking about how we need to, yes, it's important that we make sure that we are praying for ourselves, and we need to make sure we do that as well. But it's important that we are interceding for others as well because God wants us to pray for one another and to intercede for one another. And as we look at our world today, we, it's so important and critical that we are praying for each other. So we need to make sure that we are interceding for each other. And intercession is, and we can define it in many ways, but it is basically 
defined as praying for each other, lifting each other up in prayer. We all need prayer. I need prayer. You need prayer. We all need to be praying for each other. And God puts people in our hearts. God puts people in our minds to pray for. When God puts someone on your heart to pray for, it's not something you just pass off and say, oh, that person's on my heart. I guess I just, God, is this something that's on my, on my mind, someone's name God put on my heart? God wants you to pray for that person, and you need to pray and ask and pray as the Holy Spirit leads you. And that's the important key that I've been emphasizing over the past few weeks, that you need to make sure you're praying what the Holy Spirit tells you to pray. And then how you do that is when God places that person on your heart, you ask the Holy Spirit how he would have you to pray. And then you pray what the Holy Spirit tells you to pray, how long he tells you to pray. And then you and you keep praying for that person until God releases you to stop praying for that person. And so we've been talking about we talk we've been talking about the burden of prayer and we've been talking about how we need to pray for that person as the Holy Spirit leads us to pray and not to ignore the prompting and of the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit when God places somebody on your heart. It's so important that we pray for one another. Amen. And last week we talked about the most powerful prayer, which was praying for your enemies. Praying for your enemies. And when we talk about praying for our enemies, we talked about that this is a hard thing to do because who wants to, let's be honest, and I'll be honest, who wants to pray? I don't want to, that's not my first intention. If someone who has hurt me, somebody who has caused me harm, who has talked bad about me, why would I want to pray for them if they caused me hurt or caused me pain? But the Bible tells us that we are to pray for our enemies. And it tells us in Matthew, Matthew 5.44, Matthew 5.44, it instructs us to pray for our, love our enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. So we need to pray for those who hurt us, who cause us pain, who do us wrong. We are to pray for them that God will bless them, that God will do mighty things and will just bless and do, and will show and will just do, bless them in mighty ways in their lives. And we have to, we have to do that because we want God to bless us. We want God to forgive us. We want to make sure that we are being obedient to what God has told us to do. We love, we want to make sure we show that we love God and we want to be obedient to God. We want to please God. And God tells us that we need to love our enemies. It's hard. It's not easy. It's not what the first thing that we want to do. It's not something that's going to come natural. But we have to choose that we want to do what God has called us to do, what pleases God. And God tells us, love your enemies. Pray for them, and as it, as we talked about last week, that it's something that we're not going to want to do, and we're not going to feel like it. But we have to do it unto the Lord. We're not doing it for man. 
We're not doing it because we want to do it. We're doing it because God tells us to do it, and that's what we need to do because God tells us to do it. And and the author says that choosing to pray and bless instead of curse is so powerful in the spirit realm, and God will do great things in your life as a result of it. And so we want the blessing. We want all that God has for us, and we want others to be blessed. We want others to know that God loves them and to show the love of God. Amen. Because as you you pray for that person, as you pray for those people who your enemies, and you start asking God to bless them and to show, to do mighty things in their life, they're going to see something in you and to see that love of God, and they may come to know Christ, and they're going to, and God will start to work on them, and God will start to change their heart. But you got to start to pray for them and start to ask God to bless them. It's going to start to show a ripple effect, but you got to take that first step and say, I'm going to do what pleases God, but I want God to be pleased. I want to be obedient to what God has told me to do. We have to be obedient. We have to do what God's word tells us to do. Even we don't feel like it, even we don't want to do it, and we have to do it because we want to please God. It's not about feelings. It's about doing what pleases the Lord in everything that we do. Amen. The next, so we, and I we started last week talking about, before we end it, we talking about the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement. And we started talking about that the prayer of agreement is praying on one accord, coming together. When, we're talking about when two or three come together, that God will be in the midst. And when we come to pray together, it's powerful, and we come on one accord. And that is so powerful. And we talked about there's nothing about praying. There's nothing wrong with praying by yourself or praying about a situation just by yourself. Nothing wrong with that. But when you come together with two or three others and you come in agreement, and I like that word agreement because it means you're coming together believing that God is going to move, that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And the key word is agreement because you have to believe that God is going to do it. You have to come believing in faith. And the important thing is you can't have doubt, you can't have disbelief, you can't say, I don't know, maybe he is, I'm not sure. You can't look at the situation and say, I don't know if God's, this looks really big. This looks like it can't happen. You can't come with doubt if you're going to come praying in agreement. You have to come believing that God is going to do it and stand in agreement with one and with the other people you're praying with, that God is going to move on this situation as you each come in agreement. And God, and know that God will be in the midst, and He will answer that prayer. You have to come in unity. So the important thing is that we, even as you come together, it's important that we ask for each of us that we ask God to search our hearts, to search our minds, to remove any doubt, any disbelief, to help increase our faith, to help us to see it through His eyes even before we start praying so that we can come together in agreement and believe with, with in faith 
that God is going to move on the situation that we're praying for together with with a group or whoever we're praying with. Because we want, as we pray, we want, as we've talked about, when we pray, we want our prayers to reach heaven and want to be manifested on the earth. Amen. So the author says, when you have been praying about something and you do not seem to make to be making any progress, you may need to get someone to pray in agreement with you. That kind of unity is a powerful spiritual dynamic. And according to Psalms 133, it is good and it garners God's blessing. When two or more people come in agreement, Jesus himself promises to be with them. And his presence exerts more power than we could ever imagine in our lives and in our circumstances. He says in Matthew 18, 19 through 20, Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything, they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. For whatever two or three, whenever, I'm sorry, for wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers in into my name, there I am in the midst of them. Hallelujah. When we come together, as believers, when we come together believing that God is going to do what he says he's going to do, praying on whatever the situation is, and we come in his name, hallelujah. We have to come in Jesus' name because we have to understand the power is in the name of Jesus. And when you stand, when you call on the name of Jesus, there is so much power. And when you come together on one accord with two or three who are believers, who believe that God is going to move, and they are believers and they're calling on the name of Jesus, my God, the power of Jesus is moving. Answer that prayer. Just think about that for a minute. The power of Jesus when two or three come together, believing in the name of Jesus that whatever they're asking by faith and they have no doubt, no disbelief, they're standing in faith and believing that God is going to move in the situation. My God, what God God is going to do as they stand in faith and, and watch God move, watch God work in a mighty way. Oh, my God, I just think about that for a minute. That gets me excited thinking about when we come together in agreement, believing that God is going to do what he says he's going to do and calling on his name, knowing that he has all power in his hands because he is God. Just think about that for a minute. There is so much power in the name of Jesus, and we believe with all our heart and stand in agreement and come together on one accord that God is going to do it. Oh, God is God is powerful. God is mighty. And I, I'm just getting excited just thinking about the power of the Lord. 
it says, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven for wherever two or three are gathered. In my name, there I am in the midst of them. God is also, remember, God is also with us as individuals, but our power increases as we come together in unity and agreement. The Bible says that one can put 1,000 to flight. Listen to this. The Bible says that one can put 1,000 to flight, and two can run off 10,000. See Deuteronomy, and the scripture references Deuteronomy 3230. It says, so think about that. If one can put 1,000 to flight, if one is praying, if one can put 1,000 to flight and two can run, and two can run off 10,000, think about how this three, think about how even putting more and more when more come into agreement, standing on the word of God, my God, think about it. Just think about the power of God moving. Just think about that, the math. Just think about it. Think about it. Just one. One can put 1,000 to flight. Think about it. If you add more and more, you come together in agreement that God is going to do a mighty thing in this situation. We got to come in agreement. We got to come together believing and standing by faith as believers that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. We have to pray knowing that God can do it, that God will do it, that God shall do it, that God has all power, that nothing is too hard for the God we serve. We have to come together as believers, as the church, as the body of Christ, and we have to stand in faith because God has said we have to, God has told us if two or three come together, we can't just recite that scripture, but we have to believe it and stand on it and walk it out in our lives because when we stand on it and walk it out by faith and watch God move in these situations, God is going to move in a powerful and a mighty way, but we cannot have doubt and disbelief. We have to walk by faith. And we have to stand on the word of God. My God, this, God is so mighty, God is so powerful. And we got to come together. We have to come together in, these, in things that are going on in our world today. We have to come and stand and pray in agreement that God is going to move in these situations that are going on in our world today. They may look, yes, the situations that look big, they may look, some of them look hard, some of them look challenging, but we got to know that we serve a big God, we serve a mighty God, we serve a God who has all power, and we can serve a God who can do all things, and we have to believe and stand in agreement that God is going to do it, and we have to come together in agreement and walk by faith. And know that God will do it. We have to come together as a body, as believers, as Christians, as a church. And know that God has given us the power. God is, as we call on the name of Jesus, we have to stand by faith. 
and use the power the Lord has given us because God has put it in us. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And because God's blessings rest on unity and his presence is with those who agree in his name, the enemy works diligently to divide people, to bring strife into relationships, to provoke anger and jealousy, and to keep people at odds with each other. We need to understand the power of unity and agreement. And though we do need private time of intimate communion with God, we also need to exercise the power of praying agreement with others. So you see, the enemy will try to cause division and strife among us, among people, among believers. He'll try to, he tries it all the time, tries to break relationships so that it causes you not to come together as believers to try to keep you separated so you don't come together and, and don't realize the power and the things that God's put in you to cause that strife. But you got we have to understand that we can't allow the enemy to cause that stuff to break us, to distract us. We have to know that God has given us authority. God's given us power. And we have to know that those things are tricks of the enemy to try to cause us not to pray like we need to cause to keep us try to keep us divided. We have to no longer allow the enemy's tricks. We can no longer allow the enemy to try to keep, try to cause division. We cannot allow, we have to tell the enemy to go. We cannot allow, fall for those things anymore because they're all tricks and lies of the enemy. We need to know what God has put in us and tell the enemy he must go and we must do what God has told us to do and come together and pray and pray, and when we start praying, and we start praying by faith, and start calling on the name of Jesus, oh, the enemy will flee, and he will go, but we've got to stop stop listening to the enemy, and start standing on the word of God, and use that word against the enemy, and do what God tells us to do, and pray, and pray, and come together, and use the word of God, and say, call on the name of Jesus, the enemy will flee. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Glory to his name. I just feel his presence on this line. And God is mighty, mighty, mighty good. We have to realize the power and authority God has given us to enemy that he must go. We don't have to listen to those lies. We don't have to do that. All those things the enemy tries to do, the cries cause division and strife. Those are all tricks to try to cause to try to keep us from coming together. We cannot allow that. We have to come, go past that. We have to go do what God has called us to do. We cannot allow those things to cause keep cause division in the body no longer, no longer. Decide tonight that you will no longer allow anger and jealousy and those things of the flesh to keep you divided. Come together and pray among the things that God is showing you to pray and do what God is telling you to do in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I just thank God and I praise him because he's worthy. He's so worthy, so worthy to be praised. Glory to the Lamb of God. I pray that that encouraged you to talk about the prayer 
of agreement, the prayer of agreement. And I want to encourage you, encourage you to get together, find people who are who want to come together and pray in agreement about things that are going on in our world, that are going on, that things are going on, issues that are going on that that you want to come together and pray. Maybe something you've been praying about and you want to, you, someone else, you want to come and pray with, come along and have someone else pray in agreement with you because there's power in the prayer of agreement. So I pray that um, this has been a blessing to you tonight and it surely has blessed me and spoken to my spirit and I pray it's spoken to you as well. I'm going to stop there for tonight and we will continue talking about intercession and agreement next week but we will be talking about living in agreement living in agreement we'll be talking about living in agreement next sunday and we'll be beginning and we'll be go back to our scheduled time next week at a 7 p.m so not we won't meet at 10 30 but we'll meet at 7 p.m at our regular scheduled time next Sunday at 7 p.m. I thank you for joining E3 Ministries for the Real Talk for our special time tonight at 10.30. But please join us back again at 7 p.m. next Sunday as at a regular scheduled time. I thank God for each one of you. I thank God for all he's doing in your life. I pray that you've been encouraged tonight and that you're learning and applying these spiritual disciplines of a Christian life to your everyday life so they're so important for us to grow closer and to become become more and more like Christ. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your power, God. We thank you, Lord God, for this for the opportunity, the privilege to come to you in prayer. We thank you for the power and authority that you have given us, Lord God to come and pray in your name, God. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are, Lord God, and what you're doing in each person's life, God. Now continue to minister to us, continue to speak to us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, and we praise you, Lord God, as we apply these spiritual disciplines to our lives, God. We're growing, we're getting stronger, we're getting wiser, we're getting better, Lord God. We just bless your holy and righteous name for your people, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for your presence that's always with us, Heavenly Father. Now continue to guide us, continue to direct us, continue to keep us, and continue to use us, Lord God, that you make it the glory, the honor, and the praise out of our lives. God, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you in advance for what you shall do and what you are doing. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. To God be the glory. To God be all the glory. Again, I thank God for each one of you. My name is Reverend Tamika Brown, and this is E3 Ministries Real Talk. Please join us again next Sunday at 7 p.m. as we continue our discussion on the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life. Until next Sunday, have a blessed rest of your evening and have a blessed week. God bless you and amen.